Welcome to the CBD Ed Show with Edward Cheney, the founder and CEO of Canafil, a manufacturer of CBD-infused products for human and pet consumption. In this program, we will discuss the uses of CBD and other methods for alternatives and complements to conventional medical treatment. Now, here is your host, Ed Cheney. Hey, welcome listeners to the CBD Ed Show. This is Ed Cheney, your host and CEO of Canafil. Kimberly Rose, my beautiful co-host, welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Today's discussion, all right, let's bring some seriousness into this. Today's discussion is on using CBD to help us sleep. Yeah. All right. Audience, let me tell you where this is at today. CBD has been, CBD and THC have been commonly used both in the recent future and in the in the uh, I mean the, the recent past, as well as in in, in history, yeah, as uh, something to help us sleep. But what I discovered is this: the way it was helping with sleep was predominantly calming you, predominantly getting rid of aches, predominantly getting rid of anxiety the current sleep studies that are being dealt with right now are more about going into the sleep cadence, the rhythms and the, the, the production of proteins that are designed to either retard or uh, advance that cadence. So the science is much, much deeper and extremely young. Uh, what, one, one of the big papers uh, that we had to pour over is on, that research paper was is only a month old. Right. Okay. So the conclusive of of that opening statement is that yes, cannabinoids have been used, but more of a, a use towards things that they were already doing for you, like you know, inflammations and anxieties. Those were the things that were helping. Uh, but now they're in bigger, deeper research where they're discovering how those cannabinoids are affecting the CB receptors that actually create things that advance the sleep cycle and cause more up and down regulation of things that either excite or calm. Yeah. Okay. And, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes. And, and, and I don't know if, uh, I know in THC there's two types of, there's a sedative mm. side and, a, right, it's indica and sativa. Correct. And which one is the sedative? Is it the indica? Yes. Or the sativa? <laughs> I don't, I don't we know. don't know a whole lot about the TH side, <laughs> THC side. Um, but it doesn't matter because that's really not on today's yeah, agenda anyway. I know. Yeah. I know. I was just wondering if CBD had that also. Oh, kind two of, bears? No. Two. No, remember, the uh, uh, because of the non-psychoactive of CBD and the fact that CBD uh, does not create air issues of psychoactivity, uh, that whole molecule acts so much differently than right. THC. Sure. Okay. Right. That makes now, sense. Now, it also is really good why they're both better together than they are apart. Um, but it's kind of a different conversation right. around the question you just asked. Yeah. I just have had customers ask me, is this okay. a sativa or an indica? And yeah. I, I said, We're going to find out for everybody on the break. I don't think we have that issue in the CBD world. Yeah. 
right? No, we do not. Okay. We'll, we'll, but we'll answer that question during the break for everybody, okay? Well, let's get started with, uh, how about just kind of an intro into this issue? Uh, this issue is, you know, nowadays people are really spending more attention or issues that are spotlighted more all around diet and nutrition and exercise, right? Yeah, just becoming healthier yeah. in general. But the reality is, is sleep problems outweigh those by almost double. Right. So there are more Americans having issues with their sleep than anywhere near the ones that are having problems related to diet and exercise and such as that. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where I think a lot of Americans kind of take it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. So if they're, sleep if they're not getting good sleep, they just tend to try to push through it. We're going to uh, give some help today on this. Yeah, because there's, I mean, not only will CBD help, but there is things that you can do throughout the day to help. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they suggested over 60% of Americans report having problems sleeping. Uh, they suggest that there are over 70 different sleep disorders. I mean, that, I, that, that part really threw me off. Yeah. I thought you either... You Had got sleep or, or you didn't? <laughs> right. Well, you know, somebody got paid to come up with a lot of those names so that they uh, could validate their position. Right. Sure. I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure there's some more, more better rationale than that. Um, okay. So uh, there are several reasons why people have a hard time sleeping. Uh, abundance of caffeine, probably one of the biggest ones. Mental issues, stress, right? Those things are contributing a lot. Yeah. Uh, medications contribute to sleep problems, uh -huh. as well as excessive noise and interference, like blue light from our uh, devices. Right, yeah. So uh, these are all uh, things that are common reasons why people are struggling with sleep, yeah, getting their sleep. Uh, let's see, also, um, there are there are multiple solutions. Uh, the, the solutions we're going to talk about today are mostly natural solutions, but there are over-the-counter and prescription medications that are commonly used for sleep. Most of, I'll say almost all of the pharmaceutical medications are all sedative in nature. Predominantly, most of the over-counter ones are sedative as well. Uh, but have other components in them like anti-inflammatory and so forth and so on, pain right. relief. Yeah. I, all the over-counter medications that I've taken for sleep, I always wake up groggy. Yeah. I it's just, a very common side effect. Yeah. I can't. I usually cut a, like uh, an Advil PM in half Yeah, just so that I can get the night's sleep but not have that lagging thing in the morning. Yeah. The, um, you know, and, and the studies actually started uh, in 2014 and earlier uh, about using CBD for sleep issues. And those studies were very pro about CBD. Mm -hmm. uh, as a matter of fact, you know, early in, uh, CBD had, had been shown to improve people who were suffering from chronic sleep issues. Uh, these studies point primarily at CBD's ability to interact with GABA receptors and serotonin receptors in the brain, uh, you know, because GABA is mainly, mainly known as uh, an inhibitory neurotransmitter, meaning that uh, it provides calm to the brain. Yeah. Yeah, well, uh, we know that CBD calms the body. Yeah. Now, so those were the early studies. Now, herein is the uh, the interesting thing of today. 
today they're focusing in more specifically uh, into this cadence uh, that we were talking about earlier and all the stuff from back in 2014 is just getting swooped off the table. So, and I know that we will also have personal experiences to share with you mm -hmm. that are relative to some of these findings. And that's what I would like to do is to dive in and start talking about some of those researches. Yeah. All right. And I'm going to do that first by, uh, let's see, I'm going to stay on course first. I'm going to make sure I do that correctly. <laughs> All right. So the first thing is... Um, I'm going to break the where they're studying into a couple of groups so we can understand this a little bit better. Uh, we'll be talking about the circadian rhythm. We're going to talk about neurotransmitters relative to sleep. We're going to talk about the advancing and retarding of the circadian rhythm. And then the different types of sleep, or some might call that phases. Of sleep. So let's first start out with the, Arcadi the circadian rhythm, uh, often known as your circadian clock. Now, this thing regulates a number of functions in your body, one of them being your sleep wake cycle. Right. Now, interesting, the circadian rhythm or the circadian clock is located in, oh, we ready. I'm going to try to pronounce this correctly, but I'm only going to pronounce it once, and then we're just going to use the acronyms after that. Good. The, super, the suprachiasmatic nucleus. This is the master regulator of your circadian clock, and it's located in the hypothalamus part of your brain. Mm -hmm. All right, we're now going to reference that as your SCN. So your SCN is the master regulator of your circadian clock. Okay. Perfect. And it's got, you know, a primary function, and that is to create... This, this clock was designed by creating proteins that are called uh, clocks and BMOLs, those proteins, when created, they come together and then they create uh, what they call purrs and cries. I know, sounds a lot. But let <laughs> me tell you what those two are, the purr and the cry. They are temporal expressions of light and dark. Oh, I see. So that depending on the level of them, they are interpreting the light and dark that is around you. And then those levels change throughout the day to create a 24-hour cycle. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And those things, once, once they're, as they're produced, they just bind right to the DNA, and it affects then when things start to work and when things shouldn't work and so forth and so on. Mm -hmm. All right, so that is your SCN. Uh, so again, it's the master of your circadian clock. Your clock is designed to recognize light and dark. Okay. And so uh, does that mean so when, you know, the sun is rising, then your your clock says it's time to get up. Right. It's time to turn the brain on, turn all every all functions on and you're ready for your day. You are you are saying that correctly. And it is intelligent. It understands that there is a a system of reputations and it, it adjusts when we go on long airline flights, 
it's the long ones that throw us off because it just knocks it out of rhythm. It's like, yeah. wait a minute, you know, I, I can deal with some some extra light for a couple hours, but man, you're throwing me, uh, you know, eight hours eight or hours, nine hours yeah. of light. Yeah. Uh, so that's when that, uh, that, what do they call it, jet lag kicks in. Right. Okay. All right. So understanding that was kind of an interesting thing that your sleep is mostly managed by this clock, this system. Mm -hmm. And it's the one that gets messed up the fastest. Yeah. All right, it's the one, it's, it's where all the troubles are. Okay, now let's talk about neurotransmitters. So neurotransmitters, once it has been determined where you are at in this clock, right, because we have these expressions of light and day, mm -hmm. then your system of neurotransmitters start to go to work. And they create things like, all right, again, I'm gonna just try to pronounce this once and not try it again. Acetylcholine, acetylcholine. And I actually do, I, I go to Google and I yes, put that little sound thing and try to pronounce it a couple times, but uh, it really is. Uh, anyway, uh, which is a neural, uh, a neural transmitter and it's designed to excite the SCN, you know, you see the thing mm -hmm. mastering your, your clock. It's designed to create things that excite it. It's on a wake cycle. It's or it's on in a, wake. a yeah. Or, you know, you're in deep REM sleep. That's when those things start kicking in. Mm. Uh, the other neurotransmitters, GABA. GABA inhibits calming. I mean, or inhibits things that will stop things from being calm. So both of those neurotransmitters are very common in your circadian clock because one brings levels up and one brings levels, levels down. down. Okay. okay, gotcha. Now then we go to uh, advancing and retarding this system. Here's what I mean by advancing. As winter hits, starts getting darker earlier, doesn't it? Yeah. So you, your system wants to advance. It wants to arrive at the sleep earlier. Uh, it's just advancing, that's all. Okay. You know, you change locations on the planet and it has to advance or retard. Uh, and retarding is just the opposite. Okay. Okay, so your system now will generate other types of neurotransmitters that are designed to affect that advancing and retarding, i.e., problem number two. Yeah. Okay? So the things that are causing your circadian clock to either advance or retard. Now, let's just stay here for a second because if you are over the age of 40, you already know this is happening. Yeah. You've got people that have an advanced sleep disorder, meaning they get tired right around six o'clock, and they're just really, just really super tired, and then 10 o'clock comes around, boom, wide awake. <laughs> Wide awake, <laughs> well, we know who that is. Right. You. And then you have people who have the retarded uh, 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 system uh, where it's retarding and those are your night owls. So uh, they didn't fall asleep, they didn't feel sleepiness at six o'clock, but you know, they're still up at 11, midnight, one o'clock and they're sleeping until 10 o'clock the next morning. Mm. Okay, so this advancing retarding thing is a real deal. And it is probably where CB, uh, cannabinoids, where most of the research is focused. Okay. Right? All right. Yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, oh, and let's talk about stages of sleep. Okay. All right. Uh, the medical community looks at stages of sleep this way. Uh, there's a waking stage, there's a light stage, and a deep stage. 
the deep stage is what we're all interested in. Why? Because the deep stage includes these two styles of sleep, REM and non-REM. Yeah. All right. REM is rapid eye movement. So I, you know, they just called that, you know, way back when. The rapid eye movement indicates how active your brain is. The more active it is, by the way, the less healing is being done. Right. Okay. Yeah, because your brain is awake. It's your sleep, you want the most of your sleep to be in non-REM, but you're still in deep sleep. Those two are, are areas of deep sleep. So you want most of your deep sleep to be in non-REM. Okay. okay, and so you might does recognize that mean you're rim. dreaming or you still dream, but a lot less. A lot. You're less. producing a lot less of those excitatory neurotransmitters. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, now you'll rec most of you guys will recognize REM. REM is you know when you wake up in the morning, but then you go back to sleep. Yeah. And you wake up and go, oh my god, that was the craziest dream. Yeah. That's REM. Yeah. All right. I don't like that. I don't. <laughs> I don't like that feeling because I also feel groggier. Yeah. Right. After that, or if I take a nap during the day, I can't take a nap during the day. Yeah. I wake up in the. Some people can. Some people can't. Yeah. I just work. Right. Worst mood. <laughs> groggy. Don't want to do anything. Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's play around with uh, our knowledge here then. Uh, I want to read, uh, now this was from a study, gosh, my, most of these, month old, couple months old, really super new. Yeah. Uh, but let me just read this, this, uh, this statement here. Okay, so one of the things that they're looking at is daytime exposure to cannabinoids was known to elicit a phase advance, which is a shifting of that circadian time. Okay. Which was exactly what we all started to feel very early on. So listen, when you're, you're, you're going to your CBD provider and he's suggesting this, this is not wrong. They knew this and it is well understood. Yeah. All right. But <laughs> let me read, let me go all the way to the back of it because you certainly don't want me to try to pour through it. No. All right. The rapid synth synthesis of endocannabinoids and the fact that they are not stored provides a challenge to determine which endocannabinoids are mediating the role in the circadian timing. I wanted to share that because that's where they're struggling with right now. We say that again, because these cannabinoids are not stored and they're create it very quickly, they're really having a hard time understanding who's doing what. And are they just talking about the two The two main, ma major, major cannabinoids, right. which, are, which are CBD and THC. Mm -hmm. Minor cannabinoids, yes, they're mostly doing these because those are the most abundant. Uh, these two major cannabinoids, uh, are, are, are the, those cannabinoids that they're talking about also are the two major cannabinoids that are made by your receptors once CBD is in your body, and those are called uh, anatomide and 2-AG. You've heard us talk about those a lot. Yeah. Uh, they're both ma uh, happy molecules, but one's more of a calming one and one's more of an excitatory one. Okay? Mm -hmm. So we use this a lot when we're treating people with anxieties. We use CBD because of these two molecules. Right, okay? right. Um, let me just, uh, it's, it's known that the uh, hippocampus, 
that anatomide inhibits glutamate. We already knew that, whereas 2-AG mediates excitatory. So what they're struggling with now is the 2-AG. So they are aware that these receptors are in a place where there are other sleep components being activated. So they know cannabinoids have a process there. Mm -hmm. They have a reason for being there, but they're still trying to interpret which of these is upregulating uh, the excitatory molecules because those are the ones that are causing the problem. Okay. Let me share a little, a little bit more. So, uh, and, and I'll just, and they summarize this, cannabinoid sleep therapies, including phytocannabinoids, uh, THC and cannabidiol, so that's THC and CBD, Although their efficacy for sleep disorders is not yet known, it will thereby be important to determine whether THC and CBD are capable of producing some astrocyte-mediated phase advances in the endocannabinoid system. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now. And that all means uh, further research to come. <laughs> well, I, I can, but let's, let's, uh, let's keep talking through this. Um, let me let me stay on my stay on my thing. So the advancing and retarding of your circadian cycle, as it's referencing here about the production of two AG and anatomide. Yeah. I'm sure there are listeners out here that have experienced this. They started taking THC for their sleep, mm-hmm. and in those beginning weeks and maybe even months, it was working. And then all of a sudden, it stopped working. Right. We found, so the research is pointing towards one reason for that. In the beginning, it was working because THC, your body is known to become resistant to THC over time. And so we talk about that all the time. We have to take a break. You have to pull back for a month. Yeah. Just, and then you go back to it. And uh-huh. if you're if you were a uh, user, you probably are already aware of that. If you needed to do it, you know how to do it. Right. Anyway, but when it becomes immune to the THC, there are still components of that plant that are upregulating 2-AG, which is an excitatory trans neurotransmitter thereby your sleep didn't go back to where it was it actually got worse oh because this molecule is creating 2ag which is an excitatory um enzyme and and it's creating your body's not calming anymore right you're probably noticing that you are wide awake wide awake yeah yeah I wanted to share that with you because the understanding uh, when it came to THC so far, and this is how we'd like to be able to help with you today, is if you're using THC for your sleep, you must be prepared to take breaks every once in a while. And and during that time, are you talking like no cannabinoids? No THC. So don't even go over? Oh, okay. Just THC. No THC. Your body does not get immune to CBD. Okay. It only gets immune to the THC, the effects of it. Okay. Now, um, and this suggests, you know, a month because it's stored in the fat and you got to get rid of it and so forth. So right. Anyway. Right. Okay. And now everybody's going to be different. So this might happen to one person in a month. It could happen to another person in five months. I don't know. You're right. So it's, that is the other thing that they're very, very aware of is the uniqueness of everybody being uh, different. Everybody's system is uniquely different. Sure. Sure. 
Um, okay, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Um, when it comes to CBD, one of the things that they are finding is that first and foremost, CBD does a great job of relieving your anxiety so your brain's not wandering while you're trying to go to sleep. Yeah. It also is going to calm all your muscles. If you have any pain and inflammation, all that's going to go away. Those are all the natural contributors to your ability to fall asleep. Those are all still good, and research is conclusively saying we're all good there. Yeah. But what they're finding is an excessive amount of CBD might be contributing to an upregulation, an up, yeah, an upregulating of excitatory molecules. That's so, what they're suggesting, and it's going to be different in every person. Yeah, that's the thing. And and are you talking about the um the amount of milligrams? Yes. Or just the constant use? The number of CBD molecules. Okay. Uh, was 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 important, uh, and I you know what I think also the 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 amount of times you do it too. Okay, because okay, I was going to say, so are you saying you don't need that much CBD, CBD to sleep? It is a, it's a very good question. And what I think we're going to recommend, let's, let's take a break and when we okay. come back, we'll make some recommendations on that because I, I really wanted to get a few more things in here uh, before moving over to what we've experienced with both ourselves and other clients Yeah. to see if we can help come to a little bit of a... Of a legitimate recommendation well yeah because i mean obviously i'm i'm talking to people every day about this i really want to be able to yes you I, know yeah and 99 percent uh they're all they're all great they're all doing wonderful i i do have Those, one, that one yeah. percent that it's just i can't figure out i'm seeing that too the solution yeah. and maybe it's not i don't i yeah uh, i i think it's just her her sleep cadence is what I want to say. Yep. My one, my one customer that I'm focused on right now. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd like to know the answer. Yeah, I think um, if you are struggling in this way with your advancing and retarding of your sleep cycle, you are not the majority or a minority. And so, and so, I want everybody to know that. Yeah. Uh, so, in general. CBD is very effective in this area. Right. But for that small percentage, let's pay attention. Let's see if we can help you find an approach that might be better than the one you're using right now. Yeah, and that's what I was trying to see. Is the, is a delivery system better, a, a different, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, yes, we'll wait for the next <laughs> the next section. Right, because once I start, I don't want to I don't want to move off of it too quick. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and then you know while we take this break, I'm gonna go kind of pour through some notes and see if I can formalize a good approach to this solution for you as well. Yeah. All right. Let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we're gonna see how we can help you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Live authentically. Heal naturally with Canafil. 
We have three unique blends for pain relief, reducing stress, and promoting healthy sleep. Visit Canafil.com for the convenience of online shopping that includes free shipping. Or if you're in Arizona, stop by our store in Phoenix for personal consultation and product selection. Our friendly staff is here to help you. All of our products have full third-party testing and a seven-day satisfaction guarantee. Call 480-599-1003 or visit Canafil.com. Canafil, giving you your life back. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You are tuned in to the CBD Ed Show. If you have a question that you'd like addressed on a future episode of our program, please send an email to info at canafil.com. That's info at C-A-N-N-A-F-Y-L.com. Now back to the CBD Ed Show. Hey, listeners, welcome back. Uh, I really appreciate that you're joining us today. I hope we're doing a good job giving you some needed information. Yes. Uh, If sleep is one of the things you would like to do better at. Let's move on to what they call non-REM stability. All right. Why is that even a term, non-REM stability? So when we talked about the phases of sleep, deep sleep is where you want it to be. Yeah. But REM is a stage of deep sleep that does not provide any healing. So the one that you want to be in is non-REM. That's when the brain activity is the least, but you are in deep sleep, so your body then is in a healing place. When we talk about that, that appears to be, I I had already shown, that appears to be the one thing that's important. Um, They recognize that the neurotransmitter, I told you I wasn't going to say this uh, again, but I will. (laughs) The the acetyl Choline is a is a um, an inhibitor of excitement, mm-hmm. and one of the reasons it became something for them to look at is because when they recognize you were in the REM state, uh, they found that there were a lot more of these 
neurotransmitters present when you're in REM. Okay. All right, so, and they recognized that your CB receptor was capable of producing that and GABA. Okay. All right, so trying to understand how it's choosing is where they're currently at. Right, but so basically you don't really have any control over this. This is just your brain and how it's Correct. doing. And you and I are uniquely different. Yes. All right. Now, from this place, we are we are okay to give some recommendations here. We already gave you one recommendation, and that is you consider your THC use when you have stroke when your when your sleep is becoming a challenge. Right. Is you need to take a vacation from yeah. your from your THC for you know three weeks, four weeks, uh, and you have to completely cut it out. It doesn't work unless you completely cut it out. So you can't just use it during the day and, and then and not for sleep or? Correct, correct. Okay, so you have to. So when your CB receptors, because uh, THC stays in your body for a while, so your CB receptors are still being exposed to it. And if they're immune to it, okay. you've got to cut them out. Uh, you've got to cut out THC until your receptors rebound from that. Uh, and most of the reports I've read are in the neighborhood of a month. Okay. All right. So that's THC. If you're using CBD mm -hmm. for sleep, I'm going to make another suggestion. Uh, if you are challenged, you're using CBD and your sleep is now being challenged, it's not working, then my suggestion is, is severely back off the CBD. Bring it down to a 15, 20 milligram a day or something, you know, half, half of what you've been doing. Uh, but hey, if you're doing 100, because they, they did, back in 2014, they reported 160 milligram use of CBD daily was really doing a great job for people sleeping. Uh, yes. So not one dose of 160 yes. milligrams, just they were throughout the day. Nope. No. One, one, one dose, 160 milligrams. Wow. 2014 study, uh, 160 milligrams was reportedly uh, over the, the entire group of people. Uh, the majority of them had improved sleep. And how long, did they say how long that went on for, that no, study? No, I, I, I didn't. No, I didn't yeah. go into those. That but seems it, like a really high number. Yeah, but, but we've ran into this before. Yeah. We, we, they we, rodents at 300 milligrams of yeah. CBD uh, during studies. Um, so the number didn't surprise me. Remember, uh, they, uh, the uh, World Health Organization already suggests that your body has no issues with this. Sure, right. yeah. I just... Um, yeah, it just seems like a lot, huh? Yeah. Okay, so going back to this, uh, the uniqueness of that study in 2015 is exactly like it is today. It is that you and I are uniquely different. So 10% sure. of us are going to respond differently than the other 90. I look at those stats on that research, and that's exactly what I saw. But they just made it conclusive back then. They were like, oh, it just works. Because the majority of it's working for let's, let's go. Let's let it out. Yeah. But now they're digging in. They're going down the rabbit hole. And they're finding out the why. That small portion did not respond well to that. And that's where we're at today. So we're assuming that that CBD was encouraging an upregulation of something that was excitatory. Right. And so our recommendation, knowing CBD the way we do, is back off the amount so that you get the other great benefits, the benefits of uh, decreased inflammation, pain signaling, calmness from the anatomide, uh, 
You know, those things all will contribute to your sleep. You'll bring your cadence back and it should work out. But if you are, what we would naturally do and what we've seen people do, including your client, Dell. Yeah. Is instead of pulling back, the most, the knee jerk reaction is to increase. I even did it. I was doing 130 going, what the heck's going on here? And the system wasn't improving, but yet it was terrific back at 25 milligrams. So, yeah. And I'm not suggesting even this is always going to work because as you age, your circadian rhythm also adjust or is impacted by your age. You will find more of us struggling with this after 40 than it, than those before 40. Yeah, yeah. And, Dang it. <laughs> and uh, again, I mean, that definitely was her, her natural reaction to this worked, but it could work better. And then, so she went up, I mean, she went up as high as she could in the store. And, uh, the CBD is working. When she falls asleep, she sleeps, and yeah. she could sleep for 10 hours. Okay. Um, but she's not falling asleep until like 4.30 yeah. in the morning, and so She's got the retarded. She's got the retarded sleep disorder. There's, there's actually a name for it. It's okay. one of the 70, but. And we're gonna find out later on to today uh, other things I can suggest to her. Exactly. Like, I mean, like. Yeah. You heard my last conversation with her. I said, I, I think we need to treat you like a like a <laughs> newborn right now and kind of switch you around and yeah. stuff. Okay. Yeah. And keep in mind, again, uh, the uh, the retarded sleep disorder is common amongst, as, as we age, it, it becomes more and more common. Right. Uh, well, usually most people say you don't need as much sleep the older you get. Is that true? Uh, I have not seen anything that suggested that. Yeah, I didn't think it was true, but most people, you know how old, excuse me, you know how older people are up at like f I know, five I in the know, morning? I know. But I don't know if that was because I didn't need it. I think that was all about your circadian system. Okay, okay. Right. so because they're, they're not going to sleep at eight o'clock at night, uh, they're still staying up? I don't know. Yeah, so listen, I have a lot of peers a lot of business executives that go, dude, I only need six hours of sleep. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm one of them. But that doesn't mean that that's what your body needs. Right, right. That, that, is, that is likely us just coming to terms with it. You think? Uh, I'm like, oh, I don't need any more than six hours. That's because that's what we're stuck with. Yeah. So. See, I've always <laughs> known I need eight hours, and I always, All right. yeah. I mean, I, we well, always knew I needed more sleep than you did. Well, look how pretty you are. That, that <laughs> beauty sleep is definitely working. I, I'd probably be prettier if I could get eight hours in, but I, I don't see it happening. <laughs> well, you should give it a try. It's great. <laughs> Got a company to run. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, Okay, so again, I gave you a recommendation uh, with THC, you gotta take a break. Uh, the recommendation with CBD is to pull back and try to go back to just the normal reasons why CBD was effective. Allow your circadian clock to get back into a rhythm uh, and then just hold out there for a bit. And if you do uh, an adjustment back up, remember you are the minority. So if you do an adjustment, make them small. 
Yeah, I, okay. I still don't need, I definitely don't think you need 160 milligrams of CBD to fall asleep at night. I, I, yeah, I, I think you're, I think that's where the study is pretty conclusive, but not positive yet, okay? So right. 160 might work for some people. Well, and like you, you are, you, your tolerance is much higher than mine. Yeah. Uh, now, in addition to that recommendation, so pull back on the amount of CBD, go back in to even get your rhythm. Well, if we're to get your circadian rhythm back in, we're going to make other recommendations as well. Yeah. All right. So I think that's the trend that current research is finding out, that it's either too much or it's because each of us are different and some are less likely to produce than others. Really, that's, that's it. Now, this is not a synthetic molecule created by science. So, of course, Mother Nature is going to be uniquely different from plant to plant, from, from season to season and so forth. Right. You know, conditions of you know, the environment and crops and so forth. And then each of us are uniquely different. Right, right, which so, is why we, I don't need as much of something as right. you do. Right. And at the end of the day, your your endocannabinoid system, your state of homeostasis has a huge effect on all of this. Right. Okay, so just repelling it as, makes no sense at all to anybody. Okay, yeah. so I'm just not going to use this and I'm going to go back to, to uh, synthetic uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, it, no, I mean, it, it's still, it, none of the research is pointing towards that at all. Right, and you'll get to a point where, like I got, um, because I was using Benadryl for not only my allergies, but for sleep. And yeah. my doctor was like, absolutely no more of that. And no more, you know, pain medication. So the alternative for CBD is that it's all natural. And it's not something that you're <laughs> going to have some side effect. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll, I'll read it here. Um, it says, because of the way each person reacts to cannabis is highly individualized, the specific response for everyone is different and based on the endocannabinoid system that you have inside of you. Every one of us has cannabinoid receptors that are distributed throughout the body, and that is what will determine the best CBD dosage, uh, and no two people will be the same. So yeah. being able to provide a... A standardized dosage program does not work, and it, it never really has. But an approach to dosage is an effective way. But there just needs to be a little understanding. So hopefully whoever you're buying your CBD from will have some of this knowledge. And if not, there are definitely places to get it. Yeah, right? I think, I mean, in the very beginning, I always tell my customers, the first month is where you're figuring out Agreed. your milligrams. Your milligrams are not my milligrams. So that's what you really have to do with CBD. It's not a like a prescription that says, "Oh, yep, this is this is what you take, and this is for everybody." No, right. you have to you have to feel it out. You have to try it. Sometimes I don't want it in the morning. Maybe I just want it in the afternoon. You have to figure out your milligrams. And the, and the good news about CBD is, again, you can you can take it all the time. All the, it, 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 it's not like THC. Right. It doesn't and accumulate. It doesn't. No. It, it reacts. Uh, the CBD molecule reacts so much different than the THC molecule when it's inside your, endocrine, your, endocrine, your uh, endocannabinoid system. Yeah. And 
I say if you're going to look for a CBD product for sleep, you look for something that is, um, I mean, well, okay, so Canafil, we did the relax. We made it really geared for sleep. Right. And I think uh, what Kimberly is suggesting that if you are uh, that small percent that's struggling here, look for a CBD sleep solution that has additional products in it. Yeah. Like terpenes that are designed to have an effect that will contribute to your sleep. Uh, there are there's terpenes or plant terpenes that have a calming characteristic to it. There are lavender oils that have a calming effect to it. Right. There are things that can get added to this product. So if you are part of that small group that is struggling in this area, look for a manufacturer that has additional components added to their uh, their CBD solution, which right. will always be on the ingredients. So if they're doing yeah. it, they definitely want to promote that they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so good point, Kim. Good point. I think that is uh, very important. Well, I mean, CBD will work on its own, but it if you give it a little more power yeah. with some more natural things yeah. from the plant and, you know, an essential oil, all those things. Yeah, I think I think uh, Canafil uses uh, myrcene, linalu, and and um, is it Carol? Carolyn. It's not Carolyn. It's uh, da 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 da. da. <laughs> I'm gonna do this. I, limonene, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and lavender. So those are the extra four components. Uh, but they had to be engineered. They had to be designed. Yeah. Uh, you right. can overdo those as well. Uh, but anyway, um, and the lavender has to be a consumable ladder. lavender. It can't be uh, the kind that you just vaporize or you know put on your skin you have to be able to ingest this type yeah so ensure that you're a quality uh provider because uh, a lot of these essential oils you can't ingest right yeah. yes so no you have to be careful with all of those things kind of yes uh all right so what uh let's see let's see let's see let's move across hey let's play around with some other uh let's play around with some other uh remedies for sleep issues Let's see, let's see, let's see. <laughs> All right, how to maintain a healthy circadian rhythm. Yeah, I think we're, a lot of us are gonna recognize a lot of these things, um, especially if you're a parent. Yeah. And you say things like, Oh, I'm gonna let those kids swim all day because they'll <laughs> sleep all night, you know? Right. So it's extra, I think that's one thing that's really missing from us adults that get over 40. Maybe we're missing one of those things like exercise and just wearing ourselves out during the day. Yeah, because we'll, we tend to focus. We tend to focus in on accomplishments at work, accomplishments at home. You know, you know after a certain age, you just get like hard focused in on things. And sometimes we forgot. We yeah. forgot about us. Right. Uh, now, what they suggest here is that your circadian rhythm is under your control, but not fully. So what that means is you can have effect on it, but it's usually because you are creating an environment for it to adjust to. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Right. All right. So given that, 
All these examples are all environments that you're going to create, and over time, your circadian rhythm will respond. It is not an overnight solution. Yeah. And I have personal experience here. Yeah, but you're still in charge, right? You're in charge. You're in charge to create this environment. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, hey, seek out the sun. So they're suggesting exposure to natural sunlight, especially early in the day, helps reinforce the strongest circadian cue, which is when those... Excitatory. Those purrs and cries uh, are... Create you know the ones that uh, express and understand light and darkness. That's when they need to be triggered. Is early in sunlight, early in the day in sunlight. Okay. Uh, we also know that the production of vitamin D three made by your skin after exposure to vitamin uh, to strong sunlight uh, increases endorphins. So you're going to be happy throughout the day anyway. So yeah. Uh, a, a good suggestion is seek out s- exposure to natural sunlight especially early in the day. Two, follow a consistent sleep schedule. I know that's rough for a lot. And that pattern isn't just about going to bed. Uh, It's about things that lead to going to bed too. Anyway, varying your bedtime or morning wake time can hinder your body's ability to adjust to a stable circadian rhythm. Yeah. All right. Hey, listen, you're young, not a big deal. As you get older, you're capable of doing this. You really are. Hey, if if you do it Monday through, thr- th- Monday through Thursday and mess it up on Friday and Saturday, you know, woo-hoo kind of stuff, no big deal. As we understood it, the Monday through Thursday is enough. But you do have to create a consistent sleep schedule. As I run through some of these other things, you're going to find that uh, a lot of things will contribute to what that schedule is going to look like. For instance, 30 minutes before you go to bed, there maybe should be a, a, a activity that, again, repeats itself over and over and over. And that activity should be very consistent to what will encourage a good sleep. So an activity of watching TV is not normally the best. Why? Because the blue light emitted by the TV upregulates... Um, these temporal expressions of light and dark and gives you too much light at a time where you're trying to go to sleep and it tells your your uh, your 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 circadian clock to advance right i mean i'm sorry to retard yeah and so listen so these are some of the habits to consider uh not not creating a reason for your body to create excitatory neurotransmitters like, don't watch exciting movies or read exciting books. How about instead engage in something that's more calming? You know, a mild book, uh, some, some meditation, things like that. Okay. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. Maybe some meditation. Um, I mean, there's tons of those apps now that you can put on your phone, and it's got that white noise and all that kind of deep breathing and those types of situations will really help. Yep. Okay. I also suggest get daily exercise. Activity during the day can support your internal clock and help it make it easier for you to fall asleep at night. Yeah. Okay. They are not suggesting activity within an hour of going to sleep. No. They're suggesting activity during the day. Excuse me. Avoid caffeine. Stimulants like caffeine can keep you awake and throw off the natural balance between sleep and wakefulness. Everyone is different, 
But if you're having trouble sleeping, you should start first start uh, try to avoid caffeine. Now, there's two ways to avoid caffeine. Completely avoid it. Yeah, get it out of your system. See what happens. Caffeine's not bad for you. It just has an impact on this sleep-wake cycle. But the other suggestion that they make is just no caffeine after noon. After 12 o'clock noon uh, could also be sufficient. Okay? How about limit light before bed? We just talked about that a little bit. Artificial light exposure at night can interfere with your circadian rhythm. Expert advise dimming the lights, putting down... Uh, electronic devices uh, as you get closer to your sleep time. Uh, I think the normal is 30 minutes. So if you can remove this light within 30 minutes of your sleep time, you'll really have an impact on your circadian system. Mm -hmm. Now, there's some of us that can't do that. Like, no, I, I, I don't. I'm reading. I'm, re I'm using my uh, tablet to read or something like that. Yeah. Well, here's the interesting part. It's just the blue light. And now there are so many electronic devices. Uh, if your electronic device is less than five years old, you likely have access to an app that at a certain time will filter out the blue light on your electronic device. Seek it out, it works. My phone uh, now has an automatic function at a certain time of the day. It puts a blue light filter on all by itself. Oh. I can't get our TVs to do it because our TVs are, old. you know, I got a couple of them that are, you know, maybe eight years old or more. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there's, there's the blue light, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I really tried, too. So keep that in mind. But even if you wanted to, I did check online, and you can buy great big filters that will adhere to your TV screen and provide the same. But you just got to be able to take them on and off or, <clears throat> or just be okay with no blue light. Or just not have your TV on when you go to sleep. <laughs> right. I mean, that used to be the the law in my house when I was growing up. No TVs on. Yeah, at, right. You know. uh, keep naps short and early in the afternoon. So don't take late naps. And this, this is kind of obvious, right? Yeah. Uh, what it's doing is it uh, those long or late naps, again, are adjusting your sleep cadence. It doesn't know what to do. So it goes back in and tries to interpret and it's that interpretation, much like being out of homeostasis. They actually call a sleep home. There is a sleep homeostasis. Oh wow! All right, and most <laughs> of the work that we're going to be working on over the uh, over the coming months, and we'll be sharing with you, is how to maintain this sleep cadence once you've established it. I'm I'm going to be running down that path. Yeah. So I'm happy to be able to share those things with you. Okay. All right. So. Uh, listen, we're going to wrap this show up. Uh, I love doing this episode. It was a lot of work, and I promise to keep everybody up to date. You will also find this stuff on our website. Uh, look for the blog uh, on, on sleep. Uh, and, that, and again, you can always welcome to send questions to us, either through our Instagram or through info at canafil.com. Yeah, and this podcast, like all our other podcasts, are on the website. So yes. you could actually even go there and, and listen to it again or... And, and, and commonly go through the different episodes. Gosh, we have a hundred of them. Uh, and you often yeah. will find something that is relevant to you. We've, we've had episodes on pain, inflammation, exercise, you name it. We've had sex. Pets. Oh, my goodness, right? <laughs> um, yes. Okay. So thank you, Kim, for all the help in gathering today's information. Thank sure. you, listeners, for listening in. Uh, really do appreciate it. 
Stay tuned for our show next week. I think you'll also find that one interesting. It's going to be, should you have CBD in your gym bag? And you know we're going to dive deep on this one. I'm a fitness nut. I got a lot of good information for you, so make sure you tune in next week for the CBD Ed Show where we answer the question, should you have CBD in your gym bag? Okay, that is all for today. This is your host, Ed and Kim, signing off. Bye. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the CBD Ed Show. Please join your host, Edward Cheney, for another edition next Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Variety Channel. We can also be heard each week on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Until we talk again, enjoy the upcoming weekend, and we'll be here soon.